What's up, everybody? It is Thursday, December 2nd. You are listening to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. Pat had to jump on a plane to Pittsburgh to take care of some business. We got a great show today. Nice little Thursday night football preview. Tone Diggs, the COVID cowboy, has a juicy super boost on the Cowboys tonight. Plus, Ian Rappaport drops by. Broncos cornerback Patrick Sertan, the second. Sham Sharanya. Gets us up to date on everything in the NBA and, of course, A.J. Hawk. Let's get to it. It is Thursday Night Football. Our heater horse has arrived. Super Boost Thursday, December 2nd, and we are live. Yeah! At 11 a.m. today because we are up to something this afternoon. Have to travel back to Pittsburgh. Earlier flight because the traffic in and out of the tunnels is a nightmare so today's show is a big one though not because of that because that will be special and we'll talk about that at some point in the near future but also because today is a day that'll be etched in the history books the day that our super boost found our heater horse and we rode that thing and galloped that thing out of the barn into happy town tonight is the night that we hit tonight is the night that we get one of the biggest boosts we have ever seen oh yeah a boost that is going from minus 185 and counting to plus 100 Whoa. for a minus two and a half spread for the Dallas Cowboys in a game in which the spread has already moved from minus five to minus six because Kamara has been ruled out for the Saints. Tone digs tonight is a night that'll go down in the tone digs hammered down cowboy documentary. Let's go, Tone. Let's enjoy this. When I was passed the torch in this incredible honor earlier this week, I, I started computing. I started calculating. I started looking at all the numbers, okay? I started looking at all the variables, as we have talked about this week. A lot put, of variables. I put all those in all those in my head, and, and it was putting out computations and, and things that I could possibly take. And I, I, couldn't, just, I couldn't settle on one. So mm. last night I went home, and I took some ayahuasca. Okay. Um, really? And I, and I went into a sauna. Wow. Because okay. I, I said, Tony, this is your hell. Which trip? This is, this is what's going to make you see clearer. And I went in there and I was like, okay, okay. About this time last year, you got COVID. COVID cowboy. Yeah. Hmm. I'm a Mustang at heart. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. But, oh, Cowboys are playing tonight. Oh, oh yeah. It's also, it's also the start of the, the na- finals national rodeo. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay, so we're going to be on the Cowboys. We're going to be on the Cowboys, okay? Yeah. We got the old line getting healthier, okay? Oh. That's one thing. We got we got CD coming back. Oh. We got Amari Cooper. We got Demarcus Lawrence. What? We got, oh. The Saints are missing one tackle. What? Two tackles. What? Alvin Kamara. What? Maybe the number should be two and a half. Cowboys minus two, two and, and a half. half. That's it. That's a layup. Let's go, Tom. When I looked, it was minus 170, and I know that the, the gobble ghoul boost was 160 to 100. I said, Pat, we get this 170 to minus 110 even. even. That's fucking great. Where it's sitting now is just... Stealing fucking candy. Right Minus there. 185 <laughs> to cool. plus 100. And that's going to change, by the way. We won't oh, have an has. updated graphic through there. That's probably going to be minus 200 to plus 100. I mean, oh, yeah. we're talking maybe minus 250, minus 225, what? minus 225 to plus 100. This is the biggest boost we've ever gotten. It comes at a perfect time. 
because it's coming with a hot hand. That's right. Uh huh. A cowboy who it was about this time one year ago yeah. where he was forced into the barn. Yeah, that's right. The cowboy was forced to be quarantined away from the rest of the farm. Mm-hmm. And in that COVID barn, all he did was hunt winners on FanDuel Sports. That's right. Goddamn right. He was getting the shivers and the aches and the, the pains and the fevers. Mm-hmm. He was sweating and feeling like shit. And in the moments of clarity, which you do get while battling through yeah. COVID, he was just spending his time because nobody was allowed to talk to him. His wife would drop his food off at the door like yeah. he was in prison. Yeah. Mm. He would go through there and just find winners. So much so that I think he went like legitimately 19 and one during his COVID era. Plus 100 units. Thank wow. you, college like football Bulls games. Yeah, you crushed it, slaughtered wow. it. So much so, huh? we're starting an everyday show. <laughs> Yeah. We would like you to fully focus on finding winners because that benefits all of us. Not only has the COVID Cowboy remained a winner for a year straight, when giving picks publicly in which the gambling gods are supposed to kill you for. Mm-hmm. The gambling gods are supposed to pull down their pants and shit on you. Right. If you give public picks, that is just something that happens. Somehow, the COVID Cowboy has rode that horse into a heater that he has never seen before right now. Mm -hmm. We got a hot horse. We got a hot cowboy betting on the Cowboys at the biggest boost we've ever seen or had because more injuries and things are coming out and being released. Tonight is a night where we celebrate and enjoy life. Tone, we appreciate you. Thank you, Tony! Let's hope the stars have aligned like they did last night for me. They are. They are. You can feel it. I mean, it's like fucking Orion's belt up yeah, there, dude. Goddamn right. Not the one from Men in Black. Either. I'm talking about the one up in the sky. There's only one asshole who could ruin this. Who's that? What the fuck is Taysom Hill going to do? Now? Yeah, you're right. No. What is Taysom Hill going to do? Sean Payton, he also knew he was going to be out two tackles in Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. What are he and Taysom Hill up in the kitchen cooking? I mean, does it matter? Nope. Because you got Kellen Moore with no Mike McCarthy around. Yeah. And you got Dak Prescott with all of his weapons back, it seems like. There was a tweet that Boston Connor alluded to right before we went on the air. Who is it? Who are all the it's, players uh, for the Cowboys? Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Dak. Here it is. Yeah, Here it is. That. Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, and Leo Collins have been on the field together for zero snaps this year. They take the field for the first time tonight together. That is a superstar line. That is Jerry Jones... <laughs> The ultimate businessman, by the way, just signing massive named people at all positions. How about these two? Notable offensive linemen here. Mm-hmm. All position superstars haven't played together. Does that mean they're not going to have good chemistry together? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. They've practiced. No, but they're superstars because they are good. It yeah, doesn't exactly. matter. They, they do buy in. They do have great chemistry. They have practiced together. They've never seen the field together. They've worked in different alternative pairings and groups, but never once as a whole. They'll be perfect. They've been preparing uh-huh. for tonight. They've been ready to play as a whole group of superstars, which a lot of doubt is Kind of surrounding them. Do they stink again? Oh, no. Is this a team that's loaded Mm. with stars but going to lose like the last 20 years of Dallas Cowboys? I think Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy on one of those robots with an iPad because he's currently battling against COVID. Hope he's okay. Mm -hmm. 
tonight they ride. I can't wait to watch it. Well, I think, too, like typically in these Thursday night games, the team that isn't as good because it is a short week, like they kind of make the games a little bit closer. But most of the time when that is happening, like one of the teams is out certain guys because they're banged up from Sunday. Like you don't very often see a bunch of these guys coming back for Thursday night. And the they, they played last Thanksgiving. They had a full week full preparation. Mm-hmm. So This should, is a Sunday matchup on a Thursday. It, yeah. it yeah, really yeah. is. So you'd expect, especially with them, like, I mean, this is the team they put together and people were like, oh, shit, on paper, that team looks like they could win the Super Bowl. Like, you would expect them to come out primetime game. I mean. Are we not? What about Mike McCarthy not being around with the watermelons? I thought about it. I thought about that. That's okay. what, I, what, 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 I mean, I just, wow. I, in my head, I saw but, Mike McCarthy on that little robot thing just moving into the meeting. Mm-hmm. Hey, turn the speakers up, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, boys, listen, this is what we're going to do. Kellen, get the fucking sledgehammer. <laughs> Him on that little iPad, getting a team meeting. Have we not thought about maybe the lack of Mike? I mean, look at this guy rolling around yeah, in the house. Yeah. He's there. Getting it done. Right at the star. But at some point, you're going to maybe miss out on on Big Mike's effect, and I think last night was the night. That's the first time they didn't get a chance to see Gallagher take a, yeah. take a sledge to the watermelons, right. right? I considered all variables. Stefanski was out with COVID last year. Their team won. Uh, oh, okay. Kingsbury was out with COVID. Their team won. Oh, yeah. Nagy was out with COVID. They took the Niners deep into the fourth quarter. They didn't win, but, you know, Bears. Bears. Yeah. Bears. Also, you won't have Mike there to fuck up the clock management stuff tonight. So that's true. That is interesting because is the same person that's in Mike McCarthy's ear also that's in true. whoever's running the – who is it, Quinn tonight? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's the Quinn's coming, guy he's coming yeah. down onto the sideline. That's yep. right. Juiced up. Oh, my God. He, him and the boys. Oh, yeah. Digs to get a pick. Is that – I assume that should be pretty good. Yeah, even maybe a block punt because, you know, Taysom Hill, as we've said before, oh, he's a PP. They're, they're missing their PP now. Oh. And let's also remember, like you said yesterday, Taysom Hill got good at quarterback, what, three games into him starting? This is his first game playing QB in, what, 380 days? <laughs> Four COVIDs ago. Four yeah. COVIDs ago. This guy yeah. doesn't know how to play QB just yet. Maybe next week, maybe the week after, but not this week. So whenever you just said there about the PP thing is real, okay, so the PP, the personal protector, the person that is in front of the punter behind the line, given the cadences normally, their job is to look at where an overload is or where a bunch is, which way to send the center, okay? That's all they're trying to do is figure out which way the center goes, and then depending upon the lineup or the twist that they prepared for, they're either staying over there to help or they're going the opposite direction as the center. Center normally taking the second one because they have to have their head through their legs and then come up so the PP can take the first whatever just has to be good communication pp look for bones who's the special teams coordinator for the dallas cowboys if he knows that Taysom hill isn't in given the cadences and there's a new one in there look for an exotic up the middle oh okay okay. look for a little doopity do a little Mm -hmm. twisty who how you doing keep it moving trying to confuse the pp to send the center one way and then they bring two back the other way and the pp can't pick up both of them that's a real thing i'd assume the saints have a good guy ready to go in there but that is a very important thing because they are deciding who and where the center is going and if you can dupe them you normally get one up the gut now a lot of people think like oh that was an ma or that person can't block there's a lot of times where you see people go off of their block to somebody else's block and you know that's like how you can never pro football focus would never know who's who's the blame there because yeah. it's literally a live call happening in the moment no, but like hey maybe the cowboys go yeah well ueah <laughs> What's up, man? Good I mean, we need good juju going. Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys. Yeah, come on, Jesus Christ! 
I mean, what's that all? Ah, you, you be you, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you, do, you do you. Yeah. No curses. <laughs> no, we do have to remember that the heater horse's opinions do not reflect that of his sure. peers or uh-huh. his sure. Oh, we worry about Dan Quinn because he said that he only likes to call up like defensive plays up in the box. Yeah. Than the field. And he's had a lot of success, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. How come he can't just be like Joe Paul when Joe Paul is the head coach <laughs> up there in the... Uh, up in the uh, that's a good point. In the booth. Or yeah. fucking yeah. what's his name for Liberty when he was laying down in the hospital bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Was it Hugh Freeze? Hugh Freeze? No, no. Somebody Houston else. Houston Nut? No. Yeah. Mm. Somebody, it was somebody with Beal? No. It was somebody with an interesting history. Hugh Freeze. Yeah, yeah it was Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze did something, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Scumbag. Big time. Whoa. Really? Yeah, yeah but he fucking coach came from hospital bed up in the sky. Yeah, that's true. That was a heroic moment. It really was. <laughs> what did he do? He did something. I remember there was when that whole thing happened, everybody's like, oh, yeah, he's so funny. Do you remember? Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I remember. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, don't remember. Old Miss, there was something. I don't Come remember. A couple yeah. allegations here and there. You know, hey. They've all been there, all those guys. That's Literally those every guys. single yeah. Yeah. one of them. Yeah. Because now it's just a blip. He was a head coach again, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, Not yeah. just right head coach. Still is. Yeah. He was in a hospital bed. That's yeah. right. Coaching up in the sky. Feel good story. It is. Yeah, here we go. Coming of age, too. All time pictures, too. Yeah. How come Dan Quinn isn't up in the goddamn sky? Hey, you're having a lot of success. You turned to uh, Dallas Cowboy. I don't like that for a super boost. Hey, hey DQ. Hey, listen, have it your way, dude. I need school treats and fucking get up there. The one, the one thing I would. <laughs> There he is, legend. <laughs> Dan Quinn could be. How come they won't put Mike McCarthy in? I asked this question last year. Yeah. Was it when Stefanski? Yeah. When Stefanski yeah. had yep. it. Mm-hmm. Um, how come they couldn't have him driving a car all by himself? Mm-hmm. Literally put garbage bags in a passage, uh, like an entire ice. Put it in a cryo. I mean, I assume fucking Jerry Jones would make it whatever it's yeah. got to yeah. be. If it was somebody of like play calling importance like Stefanski was. How come they couldn't just have them drive? Well, I guess they could potentially get COVID and die while they're driving. True. But anyways, how come they can't drive? Maybe have somebody with one of those uh, like breaking bad suits, suits yep. drive them. They go in there, walk all the way up to a booth that is, and they have the headset. How come that hasn't happened? Is that not a lot? Yeah, I guess that's not a lot. Yeah, Apparently, that's not a lot. <laughs> Especially in a dome. You know, I bet they're worried super dome. Oh, because the air. Yeah, the air gets recirculated. So you're just pumping it into someone else's suite. Yeah. Uh, Walking up all those steps to really take it out of you uh, if you've been battling COVID. No, no. They, put in, they have their own uh, COVID elevator. elevator. Yeah, yeah, straight yeah. up. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. talking about Big Mike, though. Anyways, uh, maybe this guy will have inside information on it, although he does not normally report on football. He, sure. He does. Uh, also, well, oh, yeah, he does. Draft night, toast. he'll come draft in. Night, yeah. Some uh-huh. other big time yeah. news. This guy, what were you going to say? I was just going to say the one thing that does concern me about Dan Quinn is we know when he's a head coach, he wears the hat on forwards as a DC. He's got the backwards hat on. Uh, so now, if he goes down we'll to the sideline and then potentially doesn't have it on backwards. Florida Dan is going to become head coach, too. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, Florida right. Dan's transitioning from okay. defensive coordinator to just like Florida Tom. Okay, okay uh, Florida Tom's throwing the ball around so with the backwards So we should know hat. early if he's got the backwards hat on. Cowboys We're good. Roll. Yeah. So this is live bet. We're good. Super yeah. good. Another exactly. wrinkle, uh, Ben McAdoofus will be on the sideline for the Cowboys. He was a consultant. What's now he he's, do? He's resumed. He was a consultant for the Cowboys. Now he's resuming active duty as an assistant coach on the sideline. Oh, doing God. what? What's he doing? Damn Get him it. out of there. We're, we're playing good. Why is he coming? No, he was great as an assistant. Was he? Yeah, he got a head coaching job. Yeah, he's great. He's back yeah. in the role he needs. So is Freddie Kitchens. That's where McAdoo needs to be. That's right. That's, McAdoo is right where McAdoo needs to be mm-hmm. right there. Freddie got the boys a win this week. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens had to motivate too. Big hug. Yeah, yeah. he scored 13 points, but yeah, I, he I don't stay. like McAdoo at all. College football national champion, Super Bowl champion. Absolute icon living, ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hall. Yeah! Yeah! Centerville, let's go, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 
Let's go Elks. What's up? Go Elks. How's it going? Hey, everything's going good, man. It's a crazy time to be alive, but we got a super boost tonight that's going to hit and feel oh electrifying. Ooh. I mean, you're talking about minus 230 to plus 100. I know in Ohio you can't enjoy this, so we will just take your take on tonight's game, and this will be the official line that we will make our official Week 13 picks off of because this is a bet that is available and is plus 100 right now at FanDuel. Dallas Cowboys, with their entire team, traveled down to New Orleans tonight to take on a ragtag group of Saints players that we do not know the names of, except for Taysom Hill. The defense is still going to be the defense. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. But we're talking about on the offensive side of the ball. There's left tackle out, right tackle out, running back out, Kamara out, obviously. Kamara out, another one out, quarterback one out, quarterback two out. They have seemingly odds stacked against them with a Cowboys team who is all the way back for the first time this season. Now, Big Mike McCarthy can't hit the watermelons the night before the game last Uh-oh. night, mm-hmm. but this feels like a Cowboys cakewalk. Am I wrong in thinking this, AJ? I know you're a big fan of that team. I mean, it absolutely is. Is uh, It looks like it's it's going to be a cakewalk. I can't believe that. So Dallas, minus two and a half. You can get that at plus 100, really? Uh, only at FanDuel, by the way. And this is because... You know, we've been going at it. Us in the risk and trading team are who we have to go through to get the uh, the boost. You know, we pitch bets, and they have to approve it, and then they'll give us options. Like, we can do this, we can do that. Can't do this. They, they normally, mm-hmm. This would lie in the one for the past couple of years that they would be like, cannot do this. Like, yeah, no we way. cannot do this because, do you know, like, they'll even send back, like, uh, an email, do you know how much money? Our company would lose under our leadership, like the risk and trade under under us being the quarterbacks of this particular book. Do you know how much money our company would lose if we were to do that? And it's like, yeah, fucking run it, dude. Let's you go. Tell, and, they, and you tell them, Pat, hey, that's a risk we're willing to take. Well, every <laughs> yeah, single right. time, by the way, every single time, it's like, yeah, come on, it's good, it's good. That's what. Come on, it's a good game, it's good sport, and we have Taysom lost. Taysom starting there, right? Yeah, Taysom yeah. starting. He's been getting one reps. They could okay. be a whole new what team. If- what if he turns out to be Steve Young, as Sean Payton has said? And we've seen that one time out of seven games that he has played in. So, like, that is a potential thought that maybe tonight with all the outliers and variables. Maybe the defense scores once, gets two or three turnovers. Hey, AJ, uh, that's what we don't need. So, so you are on Saints side. Are you taking Saints plus two and a half? Good for you. Oh, no, no, no. I, I got Big Mike and the Cowboys. I heard McAdoo's on the sidelines. Absolute Cowboys. <laughs> You heard us break that news earlier. We uh, that was uh, kind of startling there out of nowhere. But that's <laughs> that's where McAdoo's supposed to be, AJ. Mm-hmm. You know what? Sometimes yeah, when I, I get... played for Ben. I know Ben was in Green Bay with me. I know what type of guy is he? Pittsburgh guy, hunt Donner. He's he a does not. He does not want his suit tailored at all. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, just like you on draft night, but he hasn't evolved at all through the years. <laughs> that, was, like, yeah. that was the style back then. That was, <laughs> yeah, he was yeah, current yeah. day. Like, yeah. You look yeah, clean. We, were, we, were, we trimmed it up a little bit since then. I didn't necessarily love that. You know, he was a Western Pennsylvania Mac. You know, Mac could do. Like, uh, He's not oh, yeah. technically Western Pennsylvania. They were claiming uh, they were sending him into Western Pennsylvania. Homer City, dude. Indiana, PA. Was, yeah, that's not. That's Western Pennsylvania. I mean, it is Western Pennsylvania. It's not, it's not Pittsburgh. It's not Allegheny County. Yeah, they were trying so to. So you're throw, saying like, it's not like they're not tough over there? Is that what you're trying to say? I'm no, I'm saying, assuming they're tough. I mean, it's, it's like an hour and a half. It's like an hour and a half away from the city, dude. Well, it's oh. fucking Pennsylvania, too. You know we're tough, AJ. Come on. Come on. I know. You Philly kids. I know. I don't know. I had enough. But whenever he was thinking, you know, at the Giants, they were like, oh, it's Pittsburgh guy, Pittsburgh yeah, guy. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I guess he is a Western Pennsylvania guy. There you go. And we can do that entire thing. But it's great to see him back in the assistant role, especially because Big Mike McCarthy's rolling around on the iPad. You know, is there anything to no Big Mike uh, speech the night before with the watermelons that we should think about? This feels like a, a, a layup. 
for us. Honestly, yeah. this feels like a layup here tonight. I know. That's what scares me. I feel like, especially with how the NFL has been going. But what do you, are you sure that I, maybe Big Mike filmed something that he's going to show the team during oh, their normal oh. team meeting on Saturday or on Wednesday night as for this game? Or what if he was live streaming? What, what, wherever he was. Oh, what if he was live streaming? Smashing watermelons in his living room with his little kids cleaning oh. up as he's just pounding them. Just like this. Jerry has a 4K PTZ set up in oh, his yeah, living yeah. room. Yep. He's in quarantine, by the way. He's not near his kids, obviously. Big oh, Mikey. Yeah, right. he's, he's in his own basement down there. And he just ro- they're just he's just rolling watermelons into the frame. You know, and because of the technical glitches, they can't hear what he's saying, but they can right. see yeah, what yeah, he's that's, doing. That's right. And another watermelon's getting it. And all the COVID is coming out through that sledgehammer, mm-hmm. right through those watermelons. And then he actually hung up on the team. was like, fuck, go get him. Yeah. <laughs> And like before, he has a montage video of like Braveheart and Gladiator, and, and he's narrating it. Yeah. Then it cuts to, Ga- to Gallagher smashing watermelons. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Last of the Mohegans music playing in the background. Omnicron trying to get me done. Great soundtrack. But just like William fucking Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freedom! I, I can still. And then it goes to him. Boom! Yeah. Busting a watermelon. <laughs> Oh, my God. Cowboys Productions is probably having a field day. Get it done. I assume they've already thought of all this. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's already it's already been made. In the can. Cowboys yeah. by 50. By yeah. 50. <laughs> I like a minus uh, 34 and a half tonight. Yeah, that's what they build. Outside the building yes. this time. Oh, man. That's kind of scary. We just need them two and a half. Just yeah. And, and they are missing a couple guys on defense, too. Who? Um, Davenport, who's oh, the... Uh, oh, other, quick question. Uh, yeah, Dan Quinn, um, speaking of defense for the Cowboys, Dan Quinn coming down from the sky, likes to call his defense from the sky with a backwards hat, you know, kind of intense. He's coming down the sideline because he's got to be the head coach. What do we think? Can we not have robot Mike McCarthy down there? Why do we got to get Dan Quinn out of the sky? I don't know. I mean, I guess he could technically do it from, from up top, but he wants to have his presence down there in the sideline. I would assume Dan Quinn has somebody that he really trusts that will be up in the booth, giving you know, being able to explain what the looks may be. I'll tell you, the Cowboys' defense when Dan Quinn wasn't there, not very good, not good, not terrible. Yeah, it, it didn't go well last year. Yeah, they were terrible. They were bad, actually, so much so that even real thoughts were starting to make it uh, public. You know, like I don't know how you guys want me to try on sixty plays. <laughs> Like inside voices were making their ways outside, you know, and there was these coaches don't even coach us anything. That was clearly about the defensive side, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the, those uh-huh. were yeah, those were the defensive yeah. players. Week six last season, and Mike McCarthy's first season back as a head coach during the COVID era, after having a team meeting set up in his basement during his off time with Tom Pelissero coming in. Six weeks in, it was already being reported to the locker room is saying these coaches fucking stink. Yeah. Well, and then the the news conference came out where Mike Nolan got hot sauce in his eye and he was rubbing it the entire time and you know just look like a doofus and <laughs> kind of snowballed from there so that's not the cowboys we want to see that team's gone they flushed it that team's not there anymore i don't know people have been saying they're the same team they've always been they kind of stink at whatever yeah. they're losing games they're not supposed to lose but tonight they got the whole squad back and we if they keep- lose tonight you're gonna they're gonna have some issues in dallas there's gonna be some upset yeah. people well jerry's gonna say i told him to run the ball and throw the ball more and they didn't do any of it <laughs> You know what? what if Jerry's wearing a hey, what if Jerry's wearing a polo and a headset and he's, he acts like he's coaching? Dude, I was oh, hoping so bad. Oh, I think mate. I think I brought that up yesterday. Imagine if he's just following Kellen Moore. And he's got the challenge flag though. He's like, I don't trust anybody with this. <laughs> I, I will throw the fucking. <laughs> imagine him looking at Kellen after he calls it. But what did we just call? <laughs> trying to press buttons. Can you imagine him trying to work the buttons? <laughs> <laughs> what if he had the satchel on like BA? That fucking thing that BA's got. BA just wants to be able to clip into whatever, whatever. <laughs> Everybody else has it here, right? Is that what everybody else has it at, I yeah. assume? Mm-hmm. BA's like, oh, fuck it. No, the best would be actually Jerry if he 
had a headset on, but it wasn't plugged into anything. He just like, I just want to look the part. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, they know the deal. Doesn't oh, have to be. Just has to appear to be. Look at him. I, I told these motherfuckers they need little watermelons. Kellen Moore wouldn't fucking do it. I hope they show up tonight. That'd be great for everybody. Let's talk about some. Uh, did you watch Hard Knocks last night? I fell asleep in the middle of it, but it was Big Kenny Moore, who's an incredible human. Yeah. Uh, hey. Big Kenny Moore show. Quentin Nelson, in the middle of the game that I was at, asked the same question and wondered about the same thing that all of us wondered about running the ball a little bit more, even though there might not have been success. And it did sound as if the NFL film's narrator mm -hmm. was a little bit slighted, you know, in Frank Reich's favor. Oh, yeah. He said, uh, you know, the, this defense is number one rush defense and because Carson Wentz has the hot hand the Colts are throwing the ball and I love Frank Reich I would like to let it be known I love Wait, is Frank. that Leib Schreiber doing that yeah yeah yes. it, it was like a narrative like hey answering for who why, wrote that is the question well that's yeah. what that's what yes. we're that's what we're getting to because it was like a uh, anti run the ball narrative but they had run the damn ball founder Quentin Nelson basically in there telling Frank hey let's run the ball then we had a touch they had a touchdown and late in the game Quentin goes up and tells Frank I told you or whatever like let's do it and then whenever we all start asking a question publicly, like as the game's happening and then immediately the next day, Frank has had to talk about this a lot on why he chose to do what he did. And by the way, Frank Reich's calling to plays. It's his team. We can all just adjust and react. And, you know, hindsight's a beautiful thing for all of us that Frank doesn't have. But also, like, just because it wasn't working early doesn't mean it's not going to work late. I mean, we have... And I understand that Tampa has the number one rush defense in the NFL. We have the number one fucking rush offense in the NFL as well. So it's like, I just, that was my interesting takeaway from Hard Knocks last night. Like, Kenny Moore, awesome guy. But then the voiceover was like, you know, like, this is why they did what they did. And I'm like, well, I think Quentin Nelson's probably watching this going, hey, voiceover guy, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Did you see what we did whenever we ran the ball? He is literally the top rusher. Derrick Henry would be number two with 937, I believe. Then it's Joe Mixon, 924. Chubb at 867. Dalvin Cook, 773. Ezekiel Elliott, who's going to get fed tonight, says Jerry, oh, yeah. if he has his headset on 720. And Jonathan Taylor's ahead of everybody with 14 touchdowns, 1,205 rush yards. So I get it. Incredibly voiced voiceover guy that Tampa Bay has the best rush defense in the NFL. And Carson is a hell of a quarterback, but he's a lot better quarterback whenever Jonathan Taylor's fucking rushing for a hundo and play actions wide open. And I feel like we all thought, including Quentin Nelson, we gave up on a little early in there. I mean, they might. Uh, yeah, of course. Anytime you lose a game and you didn't run who a guy who's running better than anybody in the league, yeah, you're, there's going to be questions. But I don't. I feel like Frank almost defend himself too much in like the the next day presser he went through all of these plays and gave you stats and numbers on how successful they were and we averaged seven yards per play when it was an rpo or something like he was trying to justify his decision i'm like man you're you're one of 32 nfl coaches don't act like we don't know yeah, he's bowing really down don't. yeah it, it seemed like he was almost like i don't want to say bowing down but like giving maybe trying to cut it away stop it now but came in like this may the season may look like this, so stop asking me these dumb questions. Maybe that's what he's doing. Well, and I think Frank also understands and respects the hell out of Jonathan Taylor too. So, like, I Absolutely. think he wanted to nip it in the butt like quickly, like, hey. It is not because I have anything or Carson has anything with Jonathan Taylor. This is just what happened in the game. Maybe our plan adjusted a little bit during the game because we also have 
Carson Wentz, who's a guy, right? And there's hey, if they win that game, are we are we saying anything? If they won that, bro, they're up ten though. Like that's yeah. the yeah. thing. They're up ten against a fucking team. That's a big time game for both teams, by the way. Tampa needed it. Colts needed to continue to go with how they dug the hole in there. So I think that is a decision that is going to be spotlighted, highlighted, especially if the Colts end up not making right. Like if that's Col- going to be the game they point to. Oh. We could have got think of what it could have done for our confidence, for momentum, for everything, our standings, and then. We let that one slip away, and people are going to be like, That's, that was the turning point. So that's probably why Frank Reich felt the need to say, hey, let me go ahead and get it all out there on why we're doing this. But then the voiceover person doing it oh, again, yeah. it was like, all right. Okay, I understand you're talking directly to us out here that are, and not just, and by us, I'm not talking about us doofuses. I'm talking about everybody that is a fan that's like, hey, we got a guy. In Jonathan Taylor, we have the lead. Let's run this some bitch out. Like, let's just go ahead and do that. I appreciate them answering it, but I do love the Quentin Nelsons. Like, in the middle of the game, like, what are we even? Just right behind me. <laughs> just right. If we don't now, Vita Vega is a stud. So is Quentin Nelson. Like, I didn't hear the voiceover guy say that. You know, like, oh, they got the number one rush defense. It's like, oh, we got maybe the best guard in the history of fucking football. Yeah. Is that is that being talk, talking? By the way, in saying let's run the ball. I just think there was a little bit of, uh, you know. Well, if you're the Colts, you you're allowing them to have unprecedented access during the season. I wouldn't want them to be trashing my head coach either. Like, I would if I'm Jim Irsay, if I'm Frank Reich, I'd be like, yeah, you guys, we're giving you all this access and you're just going to kill me and paint this narrative? Like, I wouldn't want that either. By the way, Jim Irsay, Frank might have been doing all that for Jim Irsay too. Because I bet you Jim Irsay was like, well, brother, (laughs) I got Edge in the building. Mm -hmm. I got Reggie here. I got everybody here. We have a 10-point lead over Tom fucking Brady and we don't run the ball at all hindsight. You know, Jim knows, like, Jim is invested in football. Like, Jim is... He is very invested in where the team, how the team is built. I think he's not like hands-on, I'm making every decision, but he is very invested in it. He's probably asking the same question. So Frank's like, all right, we got everybody in the world asking. And let's assume Jim also not exactly thrilled. Give me every stat we have. Give me the stats department on why we did what we did. If they win that game, nobody cares, by the way. Yeah. Nobody cares yeah. at all. That's, that's everything. Now, if they lose next week and they won this game close – then maybe it would have been brought back. He tried to do this last week. He tried mm-hmm. to get the ball out of Jonathan Taylor's hands, which has happened throughout the season. And when he doesn't get fed, the Colts don't do well. That is just like a, a very real thing. He's back-to-back AFC Player of the Month. Okay? This is a guy. So, voiceover guy, I know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the number one rush defense. But what I also know as of this morning, which I guess you didn't have the privy of, this is the first guy in the history of the fucking Colts to ever win player of the month twice in a season. He's done it in back-to-back months. Think about the Colts. Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Edron James, the list of Dallas Clark. The list goes on and on for offensive weapons that could have potentially won this player of the month award twice in one year, let alone back-to-back. That's Jonathan. So I didn't hear that in the voiceover. No, not at all. And it kind of makes sense what you guys were talking about. Like, Jim say probably was saying that and that's why he wasn't in the episode at all last night yeah i had a little i thought i was gonna maybe have a little appearance in there because i wanted to say how you I, I, oh yeah this is the one you were supposed did they show nothing. robert in the whole no, ceremony n- none nothing of none of it this huh. this didn't even make it in they did show a guy proposing oh yeah, oh, yeah. gorman was hosting a proposal yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> did she say yes <laughs> she did yeah she did she did shot it was awesome it was a cool moment thank you like on the jumbotron 
Uh, yeah, halfway through, Kenny Moore's mom's actually like, it says, fucking, will you marry me? It says, will you marry me? Why can't you Hey, lady, me? yeah. And that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Let's get yeah. back to the game. I love <laughs> Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore, his family, yeah. everything. Last night was a, like, if you're going to run for president, you would want, like, what last night did to just to explain that Kenny Moore is this guy who was not drafted, fifth year, superstar. And that's only one story of shit he's done in Indianapolis. He is a very, very, he's, he's a gift to the city, Kenny Moore. And I'm happy that Hard Knocks kind of described that, but I didn't necessarily love the, you know. They had to pass the ball. They did this because they're smarter than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, right, are they? I don't HBO know. needs to market that better, first off. Who do you think writes that for? Does anyone? Am I not watching the right stuff? Like I, I never see any. It's not too late. That's it's on HBO at ten o'clock. Yeah, I haven't seen it marketed anywhere. Well, and I think like in the summer when it's normally on ten o'clock, not that late because the sun doesn't leave at five o'clock in most states. Right. Ten o'clock at night with a Colts team. I guess Indianapolis is probably watching it. I assume because it is awesome. It's it is really good. Really, really cool. It's like fly on the wall. I just don't think anybody knows it's out there. Well, yeah, but I think also two, 10 o'clock is very late. People are asleep. Like, I, Yeah, I, but I mean, even to record it, though, like, I think a lot of people that are fans of the NFL would love to watch it, but I don't think they're aware that it's even it's running. Yeah, and his access to it as privy. Yeah, I mean, they're promoting it almost like solely on HBO Max. I don't think it really has anything to do with like it being on the channel or anything you know else anymore. You know what other show I love that is getting no promotion at all? Baby it's- Rock? Well, that's coming back. They, oh, got, a, they got a Christmas special coming up, actually. Oh, so, hell yeah. yeah. They got, they got, I, say, I actually prefer Duanta Claus, he said. That's a good one. Yeah. It was. It was awesome. But that show, Julian Edelman, Brandon Marshall. Yeah, um, inside, inside the, NFL. the NFL. I only see it on his Instagram. Yeah, you're right. I only see it on his Instagram. I, and Brandon Marshall and Julian's uh, Instagram is the only place I see it. I used to love that show. Like, I, yeah. I, I, well, we got to be better watchers. That's a, It's not on them. It's on us, obviously. <laughs> Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction, so let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Huh. Last a long time. Banging it, banging it, banging it. Yeah, it's yeah. Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. Boom, That's right. dingers. Downtown. Bingo. David Population, you dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the... 
medication. Yes. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Joining us now is a man we watch on TV all the time. Ain't oh, that right? Hell yeah. yeah. Always breaking news. Oh, that's all. Why? Joining us now for his weekly wrap up with Rap Sheet and Friends, us being the friends, he being the Rap Sheet. Ladies and gentlemen, NFL.com and NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. Yeah. What's up? What's up, dude? Sweet, sweet fit, bro. What's that say on the uh, on the shirt? Uh, Koshan. It's a it's a restaurant in New Orleans. They were Ooh. kind enough to send me a T-shirt. Brian Kelly. Oh, um, you going down there? Yeah, with Brian Kelly having a little uh, a little wish. gumbo. Is that spicy down there, Koshan? Oh. Is that uh, is that a little bayou? Uh? So there's there's Koshan, which is like a very nice, fancy restaurant, which is delicious. And then there's Koshan Butcher. Which is like a lunch spot, which has sandwiches that will literally make you want to wrap your arms around them and hug them. Uh, I miss when the NFL used to have events in uh, New Orleans and they need to, I mean, Super Bowl is coming, but like, we got to get back to that so I can start eating the Cajun food that I like. I concur. I love New Orleans down there. It's like 9,000 degrees. Excited to see the shade that Brian Kelly gets on a regular basis when his team doesn't do what they he wants them to do in the SEC, which is potentially going to happen. Shout out to Tommy Reese staying on. Yeah, I'm fucking leaving, he said. I'm winning the national championship here. That's big news. Let's get to the NFL. What should we be looking at uh, going into tonight? It feels like the Saints are out everybody on offense, and the Dallas Cowboys have everybody back. It's a landslide Cowboys night, right? Is that how we're all feeling i mean the saints are down a lot of players i mean like many 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 starters and it's it's weird because you know this this should be a big story saints don't have Kamara, they don't have taron armstead they don't have ryan ramchek so best running back top two tackles they're starting Taysom hill at quarterback which is going to be very interesting but like also the third quarterback they've started in a year You'd think this would be a big story, but for the Saints, it feels like this is like every week. Uh, like you know, the news is important, um, and I'm not saying it's not, but like, doesn't this feel like this has been their entire season? You know, oh, and like yeah. no one uses an excuses, but that tough. should be an excuse. I feel like. Yeah, I agree. It's been very tough whenever you run into injuries at key positions. Alvin Kamara being one of the most key positions just because of who he is. Him being out is huge, let alone Jameis and everything else that Michael Thomas they got going. You're right. You're 100% right. Go ahead, AJ. Ian, what do the Saints look like next year? Like, what is the quarterback position going to be? Where, like, what is Taysom Hill's status? Like, I, I'm curious what direction Sean Payton and them are going to go. Uh, Taysom Hill is going to be on the team. He's going to be making $10 million to be – the quarterback, maybe. The tight end, some. The special teamer, some. The running back, a little bit. He's going to make $10 million next year to do a lot of those things. I don't know if the quarterback for next year is on the roster. Like Jameis Winston will have a chance to come back, but he's coming off major surgery. It wasn't just an ACL. It was an ACL plus. And Jeez. he played well this year, but I wouldn't say, you know, locked in the starting job for the rest of his life. And as you guys probably know, this is going to be a potentially wild offseason when it comes to veteran quarterbacks. You're Go a good on. friend, Aaron Rodgers, potentially. Oh. Russell Wilson, maybe. Uh, Deshaun Watson, probably. So I would think the Saints would be in the mix there just because Sean Payton doesn't really – he doesn't feel like a rebuilder. He feels more like a 
kind of like what Bill Belichick did, which is like, we're just going to do this really fast and figure it out. Hey, how's it going? I need $170 million here real quick. Right now. Yeah. But I don't know if they have the cap space. Is this year the year where they had to eat the cap space for next oh, yeah. year for them to be reset? Because I remember they had to cut like nine people before the season. I mean, that's every year, and then they're going to do it again next year. I think they have to cut $70 million for next year, I think. <laughs> I love them. I love them. Fuck it. Take but, it all. We'll give everybody all the money. They don't care. Yeah, they don't. as they, they shouldn't. They will figure it out. They will push it into the future, and then they will keep pushing it, and the salary cap's going to go higher and higher. And I assume at some point um, well, what happened? come back to haunt them. But, like, uh, my wife won her tennis match. Oh, hey, let's go. Hey, maybe trigger some cochon there. Before you go to the next thing, Pat, when Dick Pound tells you that that Chinese tennis player is doing all right, do you tend to believe him? No. Okay. No. Do you need to say that so you could say Dick Pound or? No, no, no. I'm curious because they said she's fine. Air quotes. She's fine. You mentioned tennis. Therefore, that's been in the headlines. I'm worried for this young gal. No, no. I would say um, I would like to. I would like to. I don't know if Pat's okay. Obviously, he is not. He's the, the most toxic yeah. fuck around. He, I, 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 he, up. he mentions tennis. Following up the well, this is the well-being. Story. This is the well-being of a professional tennis player. I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. Also, a human. I'm not laughing about that. Listen, I'm on that side completely. Okay, what I'm saying is AJ Hawk had that on his list of shit. He's going to force into today's show. So whenever you talked about your wife's tennis match, he was like, <laughs> "Oh it. my god, Ian go. Rappaport did it for me." Bang! Here we go. I hope everybody remains safe in all situations including that one, which seems to be absolutely devastating. AJ, you are the worst. Okay, you are the worst, but we appreciate you every single day Who's going to win tonight, Ian? Who do you think? <laughs> there boy. Hey, good sports talk. Uh, not six pound, I would say. Um, <laughs> for, 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 for Just tonight, no S on the end, though. Right. Uh, obviously. Um, all right, Pat's out of this thing. Uh, for tonight, you know, we talked about the Saints. It feels a little bit like a must win for the Cowboys. Like, if the Cowboys are going to be what I think they are and what we all kind of thought they would be, you got to win games like tonight. Yeah, I mean, you got to bounce back. They're getting Amari back. I'm really curious to see what he looks like because he hadn't made all the practice in 10 days, and it doesn't seem like it seems like COVID hit him pretty hard. And I don't, you know, the guys who've been out with COVID haven't come back in for obvious reasons, haven't come back in great shape. So I don't know how much you're going to get from him, but everyone else Rogers. seems like they're playing. Demarcus Lawrence is uh, Demarcus Lawrence is going to be back tonight. Uh, the Cowboys would need to win this one. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah. Dick Pound first. AJ's just a clown. I have it's to say, a big I need Dick to get Pound show. Yeah, it's yeah. a so big. You guys Dick don't Pound. care about humans. That's fine. No, no we do. We do. We do. We're just not- shoehorning it in. We were going to actually yeah, talk about it, and you're just, oh, Dick Pound. Oh, let me get my joke in. Yeah, unbelievable. Fucking Sorry, about I mean, it seems ridiculous for someone to be named that name like True. nobody thought nobody was like hang on should we go with something like i don't now's not just time stay with now's richard. not the time now, okay. now's yeah. not time. richard richard Kilgram. It, it is his i mean <laughs> the amount of names are pretty terrible out there. yeah, there's, yeah plenty. I mean, plenty. there's plenty of them. dick pound though i guess he's probably he's probably calloused i assume yeah he won a gold medal i think dick pound yeah olympic great well that's the thing he's calloused. what sport are we sure it's not like a different shot situation? put or some shit dick like pound yeah. through the rock i think so yeah he's a big body then shot Jeez, put. dick pound 
Anyways, Shopper's are we sure? Crazy. Hope you got what you wanted, AJ. Go ahead, <laughs> let's go. I hope everybody's okay. Please, everybody, return everybody safely, uh, please. Is it actually on, pronounced Dick? Stop the round the show. He was, was a swimming like a, semifinal. Swimming semifinal. Okay. Dick Pound or was final, elusive in water. Go ahead, please. Okay. It's not Deke, though. We're sure it's like <laughs> it's a chain of giant. Richard Pound. Richard okay. W. Pound. He <laughs> uh, really did not know. What's uh, the W stamp? We would like everybody to know that this particular program <laughs> is on the side of everybody returning home safe. Yes. That's right. Cheese and peas. Richard Anybody. William Duncan Pond. Okay, so Donkey Pond. All right. Dick, we have- Donk. Dick Willie Pond. Dick Dunk Pound. That's awesome. <laughs> Is this guy's name? Dick Willie Duncan Pond. We hope everybody's that's telling amazing. the truth. We hope everybody's What's okay. What's his dad's name? Well, that's Senior. That's yeah. Senior. This is the Junior <laughs> Dick. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Go T's ahead, and please. P's. Yeah, T's uh, and P's, everybody. Please. Rap sheet, J.J. Nah, Watt. Please, you know, dude. he had all those injuries. <laughs> all of a sudden, he's doing conditioning. All of a sudden, he's tweeting out, only those who attempt the absurd can achieve the impossible. Is he going to play at the end of the season and come back for a little playoff run for the Cardinals? He quoted Albert Einstein there. that He did not make up that quote. That's right. Yes, sorry. No, but nobody does Twitter like J.J. Watt does Twitter. I mean, he's... Oh, he yeah. Is, he is the he is the goat as far as personal motivation and quotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is crazy because he had LeBron all of the things good. wrong with yeah. his shoulder. I mean, it was it wasn't just labrum. Oh, it was it was labrum. It was rotator. It was a lot of things. And it is possible that he comes back before the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously, it's the longest season ever. It still feels it feels like the season's been thirty five weeks old already. Um, but there is a realistic chance that he comes back before the Super Bowl or maybe maybe before the title game and like. Again, for any other player, this would be ridiculous, but Watt has literally done this before. Superhuman. He did it with the Texans where he came back when no one thought he had a chance from a He's JJ Watt. Uh, he's JJ from a, a bad shoulder injury. So like, yeah, I think there's a chance we see him if they keep winning. Um you just said it feels like it's been thirty that's great to hear, by the way, about JJ Watt. And <clears throat> nothing will surprise us with JJ Watt. He was sitting in a frozen lake as awesome. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> with TJ Watt. I mean, JJ will get it done. And, in that rustic cabin of his. Well, yeah, he lives in a lot. square feet. <laughs> What's that all about? Jesus. What's that all about? You didn't hate your job, Ian, because you said, <laughs> it feels like, you said it feels like it's been 35 weeks. We were just talking earlier. Can't believe it's already week 13. I know. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. You went the complete opposite way. We did not expect it. No. Now, now you're saying J.J. Watt lying about his log cabin in the middle of the woods. Whoa. 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 No, he's not lying. He has one. It's just not exactly rustic. It's just, it's huge. It's like a mansion. It's like a cabin mansion. It is a beautiful is, house. It's a beautiful it's house. Just, he did, I think he did a nice job. I assume he did his own decorating. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it, uh, it does feel, it does oh, feel like a long so season. So cool. Might be rusty. Sorry about it. It does feel like a long season. I have, like, I think the season's been awesome, mostly because the football has been great. Like mm-hmm. every primetime game, Sundays always kind of feel the same because there's so much going on. It feels like every primetime game has been awesome. So the season's been fun. It's just been just long, and I can only imagine how long it's going to feel in mid-February, but then it'll be the Super Bowl, and we'll be in L.A., so that'll be cool. Yeah, and then we have to deal with the off-season where it's just a bunch of lies by you guys about yeah. what's potentially happening behind right. the scenes. Let's enjoy okay. this. No, yes. no comment. All right, let's have no comment. <laughs> 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 All right, Ian, let's do the weekly quarterback go-around. Is Dimes, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, or Teddy going to play? Okay, uh, Dimes, probably not. Okay. Uh, next strain, which is nothing probably. to mess around with. Actually got it on the second play of the game. It's crazy that he played through it. Didn't didn't play well, but that sort of yeah. would probably make sense why. Uh, it seems like Mike Glennon is going to be back in the starting saddle for the Giants. Sky Cam, Sky Cam. let's go. Uh, 
Is that his nickname? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's approved it, but it's a good one for him. Yeah, he sees everything, like dude. The eye in the sky, don't lie. He's got two of them. He's got two of He is. He's a really cool guy. I met him down at NC State game. He's having a beer. Why? How you doing? He said. He could keep him moving. Very nice guy. We love Scott Campbell. Good for him. Seems like a great guy. Yeah. So he's probably he's probably playing for the Giants. Jalen Hurts seems like he's going to play, mostly because Jalen Hurts said yesterday, I'm playing. That's a pretty good source. So I think he's going to be okay on the ankle. Teddy Bridgewater was kind of banged up, but returned after a little bit and is playing probably exceeding expectations. I think everyone's waiting for the Broncos to lose, and they just haven't really lost as much as nearly anyone thinks. So I think Bridgewater will probably play. And then what was the other one? Justin Fields. Justin Fields, I honestly don't know. I thought it was a two-week injury, which means he was going to miss Thursday, and then he was supposed to miss this week. But – He's back on a limited basis. Dalton's taking the first team snaps. That makes me think it's Dalton. Um, but I will hold out and see how Fields makes it through the week of practice. A couple quick follow-ups. One about an injury you did not address there because it was not asked about. Another about the Bears. Let's say Andy Dalton wins and Nagy is no longer on the hot seat every single week. What happens then, you think? I think Fields Fields gets it. Oh, then Nagy's Fields. back on the hot seat again, right? Uh, I mean, he's on the hot seat so Fields much- doesn't play. Oh. By the ownership is what people are saying, right? Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Oh, is that right? Just, is, there, is there any accuracy to that? No, I, I don't think that's right. But I do think everyone mm-hmm. in the organization, except for maybe Andy Dalton, wants Justin Fields to play. Like this is I know this season's important and obviously Matt Nagy's job status is important. But getting there's like nothing more important for an organization than getting a rookie quarterback ready and developing and doing all the things that you need to do and him playing is part of that. So I think when he's healthy, he's gonna play and, you know, they really felt like he was turning the corner and then he kind of got injured. So you hope he plays and plays well and maybe plays better than, let's say, an Andy Dalton would have played. So they're saying we'll rather take his lumps now and we'll play, we'll deal with either potential losses or decisions made from not knowing what's going on yet, as opposed to extending this another year and a year and not fully knowing what's going on. Let's get this all out of the way right. now so we can go forward maybe with a new coach. Okay, cool. Great piece of information. We appreciate that. How about another injury that uh, happened this week actually came to fruition? Kyle Long still on the Chiefs. Mm. Surprised, Ian? Oh. Surprised? Do you know football, Ian? Or? Uh, it got activated. It's mm-hmm. pretty big news right there. How about that? He's Your on guy, the he's on the team, man. That's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's insane, especially. For yeah, him. yeah. He made the team, and look, congrats to Kyle Long for making the team. I would say he's done a great job. I would like to see the big guy play. I've always been a huge Kyle Long fan, as you know. Um, certainly one of my favorite players, um, and I wish him nothing but the best. Hopefully, he makes it on the field this weekend for the Chiefs. Okay, so is there a chance he makes it on the field this week? Yeah, I think there is a chance. Yeah. Wow. And, then, and, and, and there's some opportunity there. I mean, the offensive line's been been good. Um, and I think I think he's got a there's an oppor- there's a little window there where I think he could step in and play. It'd be oh, interesting. That's a f- I'll be rooting for him because I like him so much. That's a far cry from what you said at the beginning of this whole yeah, thing. Really interesting. How long I guess he made the team. Well, he make the he's in the NFL. That's he's crazy. not going to the USFL like you were offered, Pat. I guess that's what you said. <laughs> yeah. Whenever we found out about his injury, he is not going to be a kicker in the USFL. He could be though. That's who they should be asking potentially, not me. Go ahead, Ty. Rap sheet, what is the injury status of Matt Stafford? It seems like uh, nothing was really wrong with him while they were winning, and now that the Rams are starting to poop the bed a little yeah. bit, everyone's saying that he's playing through a bunch of stuff. We all know how tough he is, but is there actually something like long-term serious that's going on with Matt Stafford? Yeah, that's a great point. I kind of wondered the same thing on Sunday. There was a report about all the different things he's battling, and like, I am sure that he is battling things. I know he's a little banged up. 
but what the injuries that he have that he has have not been enough to one put him on the injury report two he hasn't missed any snaps in practice if you have an injury that causes you to alter anything you do in practice any snap you know allocation or anything you have to be on the injury report his practice status has been normal so whatever he's playing through it has basically been not enough to alter any practice reps i think he is fine i think he also you know Probably needs to play better as did the entire offense. Oh, okay. Well, they'd like to win some. No, they'd like to win some games. That would be helpful to them. Um, it would be. Yeah. And you know, finding Odell on the deep ball, I think was was a very good sign. Even though they lost, was a very good sign last over, week. Yeah. Uh, still, how's the staff? How's the game's over? never over. Come yeah, on, is Odell's back going to be a thing moving so. forward? I don't. I don't think so. Um, I mean, he. I think he, I expect him to play this Sunday. Again, like he's he's a little banged up, but. Odell is extremely tough. Like for him to play through that really, really bad shoulder separation that he did in Cleveland, I think about a month ago. Like he is a tough dude. I think he is going to play, and I think he's going to be fine. Never gets talked about with Odell Beckham Jr. By the way, nope. tough guy. It, it, it never gets talked about because he is a Ferrari. So whenever uh, you know a hamstring goes or something like that, it's always judged differently. But him playing through a shoulder separation, having to catch balls one-handed, not being able to fully thing, maybe some drops came from that as well. Hope that continues to grow for McVay, Stafford, Rams, that whole entire team because they've been going all in. Last question from me. I know AJ might have one, and we can't thank you enough for joining us, obviously, Ian Rappaport. Big time insider day. Head Sean Sharania in the NBA uh, in the last hour. I saw that. Hey, it was pretty cool. A big insider day. Maybe the Jet Passing joins us. Oh, jet plane. Oh, because baseball quit. Remember, baseball just stopped I, being a business. Yeah, they're yep. done. Oh, no, that's I crazy. Know that the, and the uh, all the team websites have taken off all the information from their team reporters as if they just never exist. There's also, The lockout is always very weird and like, mm. yes. Yeah, it's always great but, when like, the commissioner comes out and says, we were forced to shut down the business mm-hmm. by the players that we are keeping from coming work, that we signed contracts to, so that right. we're not paying money to now. That is, of course we were forced to do this, but if Jet joins us, that'll be awesome. He's very busy because this is a big day in baseball because big days in baseball are when terrible things happen in baseball. Yeah. Pretty much. Now let's talk about Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania a little bit. The pads were popping the other day, I guess, after a lot of reports of some potential dissension in the team and the ranks. What are you hearing out of Pittsburgh? Obviously, I mean, I don't want to... Huh. I don't want to do this again. I don't want to do this again. I don't want to do this again because I have a lot of respect for anybody that has a job in the world covering the NFL press conferences. Do it. The monotony, the pressure. Do it. Aditi threw what? us into a buzzsaw. Okay, yeah. Aditi's tweet that was misquoted. I get. In, I, I don't know if she had. I'm not 100 sure. Where she said that Mike Tomlin said that the guys who used to be for the Steelers understand the standard better than the people that are in the room now was her tweet, which wasn't the quote. I guess that was inevitably in the end. Through us, obviously, we overreact. We go banana land. Our show, significantly large in Pittsburgh, so a lot of eyes obviously get put on it. And then I get text messages telling me that I'm stoking a fire that isn't even a fucking real thing. What's going on? How are things in Pittsburgh right now with Chase and Minka, Cam Hayward, Tomlin, allegedly the lock? I mean, what is going on in Pittsburgh from your sources, Ian Rappaport? Uh, I did see that uh tweet mishap from Aditi. I saw her uh, apologize. I, okay. it was very I didn't see it. Did she? She did. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Aditi. Thank and you, Aditi. by the way, we have to do better research as well. So we have a lot of respect for Aditi, but we should have looked into that as well. That's on us. I'm happy we've all to kind of... I mean, yes, but not to defend you at all because I'm definitely not trying to... But like, I feel like all of us rely on Twitter for press comments. Like, we can't watch a thousand press comments. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> these are the steel... The Steelers over the last 10 years, 
they respond in times like this, right? Like this is the best thing about Mike Tomlin is when everyone's like Steelers are done, Roethlisberger's done, they're going to be terrible. It's falling apart. Like this is when they respond. So like I would expect a legit response this week. If we don't get it, that would be, first of all, un, very un-Steelers-like too. That would be surprising, you know? So, I mean, I, I would think it sounds like practice were a little intense. Um, I think Tomlin was hilarious talking about Chase Claypool. Like he's a receiver. He will do that. I will coach the team. I'm very pleased with the division of labor. <laughs> but that was a great line. Tomlin's the best. But this is there's a lot of reasons why Tomlin's one of the best coaches in the NFL. And for like literally these moments, like I expect them to be very good on Sunday because this is when he makes it a little hard on the guys, makes it tough, brings everyone together and has like a really good performance. So, yeah, like it got pretty ugly in Pittsburgh. Um, I sounded like it was really tense, but I expect them to come out stronger for it. Oh, you got ideas on practice, huh? <laughs> Whistle. Yeah. Oh, you want us to do things differently, Minka, huh? That would be awesome with the team meeting and everything that's probably taking place. You're right. I think that is kind of how. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's quite com- – probably not funny for the players, but I'm sure for the coaches. No, they laugh at it afterwards, too. They, they tell the story yeah. probably. Go ahead, AJ. Sorry about that. Ian, talking uh, – a former Steeler, now uh, Tampa Bay Buck. Antonio Brown, when are we going to see him back in the lineup? He's been out with an ankle injury for weeks now. He's in a cryo. An- ankle injury, heel injury. It's going to be a minute. Uh, not going to play this week. Probably doesn't play next week. And I, I, I would say – That's a long time. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a long time. You guys and, lied to us. You, know, you insiders lied to us. I thought he was back like two weeks ago. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The, Why did they put him on IR, the three-week IR? They, they should have put him on IR. But okay, what was, so this is what was weird was like – the coaches, it sounded like the coaches there were like, he's going to be fine. I think AB was telling people, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, which, you know, sounds great, but obviously it's not a great way to handle your own injury when you're not fine. And, you know, then they kind of went back to their initial notes and like, you know what, this actually should be a four to six. Some of the trainers are talking about it should be a four to six week injury, but even still, we're way past that. So they've gone to a couple of different levels of diagnosis. It sounds like in the words of Bruce Arians, they weren't completely spot on when they first diagnosed it. Um, so now he's probably missing the next couple of weeks. I mean, I think he'll be back, you know, late December and into the playoffs, but I'm no doubt a very frustrating year for, uh, for Antonio Brown and for the Bucks. Yeah, but if Antonio Brown gets back, he'll be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be just like in time. Now, hopefully he does, obviously, for on-field purposes. He is electrifying to watch. And I assume, much like Russell Wilson, he treats his body so well and works so hard. He thought he was a Wolverine. Maybe in this particular aspect, his Achilles heel was right. his actual heel. Oh. You know, any other injury, he probably wow. comes back a lot sooner. Yeah, I'm a journalist, Ian, all right? Don't worry about it. I don't need a coach, Sean, but maybe one day I will. <laughs> Thank you so much for you joining. You do need a coach, Sean. You, everybody needs to go show him from the sounds of it. Yeah. Hey, so when she comes back from this big tennis victory, what do you guys do? You celebrate, have a cake, have a celebration? You, like, uh, sing? We dance? What, what you ever do play doubles? Um, uh, we do play doubles. She is... Uh, no surprise. Yeah. I way play... Better, way better, better, better than, than you. you. No, no, no surprise. No, I know you stink as an I athlete. Focus on that. That's yeah. kind of my thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yes, she is better than me. If we, we know. Play, yeah. Yes. yeah, we know. Yeah. You got to check She's the watch, right. dude, right? Don't you know what you got to yeah. do in tennis? You got to mm-hmm. check the watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know you're joking about t- but I actually do wear an Apple Watch so I don't have to run off the court whenever my phone buzzes during matches. She really appreciates that. As oh, well. so you're – oh, shit, yeah. man. Hold on. We got <laughs> – Yeah, hold on. Let me check this. Yeah. Check that heart rate do you have well. two far, Do you have two forehands? That's what I do when I play tennis, just two forehands. Bang. That is Pow. very weird. 
I'd yeah. beat you. And that doesn't least. surprise me, but that is very weird. No, 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 Ian. I've mm-hmm. only played two or three weird. times. I mean, there was a big summer where the, uh, you guys all back in Plum and Pittsburgh got into tennis. It became an actual thing. Yeah. No, it takes it was a good time. No, nah, I was doing cool things. And then you won and bragged about it, even though you were a professional <laughs> athlete. We were just some stooges. Bro, I, sh- I, I shut down their tennis love. They were having like these, they were going and having these these tournaments on the weekend and everything like that. I came back like they were five, six weeks into this thing. You killed we, it. We get incredibly intoxicated. And then I just win the tournament the next day. Just two for it. Never played. Just like the first time playing since high school. And I was pretty pumped. You know, I was pretty excited. And I left and I, there was not very nice things said about me. And I, no longer heard about the tennis games happening back at home. Yeah, it was over. <laughs> and that was it? And you have not played since? No, no, no. I, I, I assume it's still there. It's just big ping pong. It's just big yeah. ping pong. Yeah. Right on a bike. It really it's, is. It's all it is. I, I feel good about it. Not as good as I, I feel. Do, I go- do beat my wife in ping pong. Oh, okay. Do you have an Oculus? What's an Oculus? This oh, guy's my God. All right, we'll talk to you next week. 80? Ladies and gentlemen, insider for the NFL and NFL.com, Ian Rapport. Thank you, buddy. It's the best. That's now another legend. A first-round draft pick by the Denver Broncos out of Alabama. A legacy generation stud. This past weekend had two picks, one for a pick six, making him the AFC Defensive Player of the Week for the Denver Broncos. Patrick Sertain. Yeah! What's up, dude? How y'all doing? Hey, not as good as you, man. Pick six, another one kind of handed to you, kind of a punt, but still get the defensive player of the week. Let's go. Hey, what a guy. Congratulations, man. Yeah, congrats. How's it been? How's the NFL been? Obviously very easy for you. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a a cool start so far. Um, I say the first couple of weeks, um, you know, I was getting the hang of things, but now I feel like I'm getting more comfortable uh, understanding the game more and more, you know. So at the end of the day, it's just football. You know, I'm just out there having fun now. Is it similar at all? I know when you came a uh, big-time high school player and you go to Alabama, you started as a true freshman. Was it similar to that transition from high school to Alabama? Yeah, it was a pretty similar transition. Um, you know, I was expected to come in and do big things. Um, you know, I was doing what's best for the team all in all. So I think it was a similar transition coming in. So what, you just, because of how good your dad is and how, how much work you put in through your whole life, it's just like, yeah, whatever. I'll come in as a freshman. I'll come in as a rookie. I'll dominate. Is it just you're always been comfortable? Do you think it's because of the knowledge of what the league is like and what the game is like from your dad? No, I wouldn't say I've never been too comfortable because I still had to work for, you know, what I yeah, did. Yeah. I just think that um, the knowledge that he carried on to me, I think it helped me a long way significantly. Um, so I think just that upbringing, understanding where he came from, watching him play, I think that helped me a lot. Alabama practices. I mean, we hear about like uh, Mac Jones lighting them up and talking shit to Saban. And then there's, you know, we hear about the competitive rivalries and people literally go to Alabama for the competition because every day you're just getting better and better. Was there any weeks or, 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 you know, like kind of runs in practice where you thought to yourself, like this has to be what it's like in the NFL down there with how much fucking talent is in that building of Alabama? Yeah, um, I'll say uh, fall camp practices in Alabama. You know how to get it be hot. Uh, players be tired. You be exhausted out there. Fights start to break out. Um, a lot of yelling, screaming. But it all comes down to the uh, competitiveness around all the guys around that program. You know that's what Perfect. helps bring it out of you. You know playing against top tier athletes, uh, future first round draft picks. I think that's what like when you go to Bama. That's what you expect to go against those top-level guys each and every day. You know, it just helps you get better as a player. 
Hey, what was it like playing for Nick Saban starting there for three years? I know Nick Saban loves his DBs. I talk about it a lot. I know that he uh, he originally is a DB guy. Like, was he able to give you like like is he in there getting like hands on coaching, letting you guys know little techniques every day? Yeah, he he be in a defensive meeting room every day with the DBs. Um, he's very hands on. Um, you know, just critiquing us on little things that we could fix. Um, you know, a great all around coach. You know, he's been in the uh, football, he's been around football for as long as I can rem- remember, you know, way before I was born, I can tell you that. But, um, you know, just having a guy like that, a uh, special coach, uh, be so hands-on in a specific position, a position that uh, you play, I just think that it was all around a blessing in disguise. I mean, playing as a, a freshman or whatever, you had to be, and I should have done more reasons, I assume you were top <laughs> recruit out there. Why Alabama? Was it because of everything you just chatted about? What did Nick say to you? Did he say, you're going to play three years, you're going to be first-round draft pick, then you're going to be defense player of the week? Like, did he just say, like, hey, this is how this is going to work out for you? Is, is that the pitching? And did you ever think about going anywhere else? Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a platform there, but I just looked at the aspect as of what school – could help me be the best person I could be, but also the best player. You know, Alabama got tons of resources around you available. Um, got a great program all around. You know, I think going to Bama, you know, it, it'll help you, you know, be built for moments like this, especially going into the league. It'll help you shape up, shape up going into the next level. And I think just as a program-wise, I think, you know, just the winning pedigree that's around that program, um, the atmosphere, the winning atmosphere, all that that goes around the program, I think that's what um, is a big time thing because you you want to go to a program, you know, you're going to play against the best players, you know, each and every practice, go against, compete against the top guys. But it's like that camaraderie that we built in the locker room, that's what, um, it's just, that was one of the special moments I think that was at Alabama, you know, building those um, relationships, those memories with the players and the coaches and everybody around the program. I think that's what, was so special about that place. That's awesome. And obviously now you're one of those guys that are around the program that they can say, hey, look, we got we got the guy too. He comes back, trains mm-hmm. in the offseason. He'll, he'll do whatever he needs to do. That is you now. That's awesome. Long list of legends that have come, uh, come and gone through the Saban, Alabama pipeline. Let's talk about the locker room you guys have over there. You know, surprising year for the Broncos. And I know you're young and in or whatever. And Vaughn Miller gets traded out, though, which is a big deal. I don't think anybody knew that. And you guys have really come on and continue to win games. What is the locker room like? And how do you feel the season is kind of shaping up? Um, yeah, the locker room is... Obviously, we had a key loss with Vaughn, um, but I say the locker room has come around even better now. Um, you know, we got new leaders stepping up, uh, some of the rookies stepping up as well. Uh, we got a great rookie class, a great team all around, and I think we could do something special going down the road. That's awesome. What's, Vic Fangio, he's a defensive guy just like Nick Saban was as your head coach. Is he heavily involved as well in the game planning and everything that's going on with your defense? Yeah, definitely. Um He's a defensive coach. Um, you know, he's so defensive minded. He's been in the game for a long time as well. Um, you know, he's bringing in new game plans, um, new situations that we could study on. And I think that's what's so cool and unique about it. Now, you're Mac Jones playing well in New England. Are you surprised at all at the early success he's having? Nah, man. You know, Mac is a competitor. I've seen him practice in the games every day. You know, I, I expect nothing new. Um, obviously a new level, new competition, but, you know, the work ethic that he has, you know, the work that he puts puts in, 
day in and day out, I think, you know, I've seen something special in him. Um, you know, I'm not surprised by what he's doing right now. You know, obviously he has a great team over there. Um, he's doing big things. So, you know, I'm proud of him. You talk shit? No? You talk shit? Sometimes. Um, I don't, you know, rarely I do. Um, sometimes I would, but, you know, that's not my game all the time. So, you know, I'm pretty low-key, you know. I just play my game. Oh, but if somebody tries you a little bit, yeah, it, it, it and then yeah. if you start having success. Yeah, yeah, that's good news. Can't wait to watch it sometime because then whenever we see you and there's a potential little extra, it's like, oh, that guy deserves it. that guy. Hey, something happened there. Uh, and that's great to hear. It's going to be fun to watch you, man. Go ahead, Ty. Patrick, obviously you've had a bunch of success already, but is it like how much does your preparation change when, you know, at Alabama, it's like, okay, we're not playing Vanderbilt this week. We're playing the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. Like your division, you guys have a lot of very tough quarterbacks and veteran quarterbacks in there. Has that has your preparation changed at all when you're going against those guys and not just some guy who's you know going to end up being an accountant? Yeah, that's the difference, man. You know, <laughs> especially in our division, we playing against top tier quarterbacks. Um, so you know, I think preparation habits got to change a little bit. You know, you got to study more of their tendencies, um, some of their schemes. You got to put more work in film study uh, than you do on the field because I think that's what's very important: the work that you do. Um, in film study, helping your mental preparation more than anything, uh, especially with the offensive right now in our division. It's so complex, so many different schemes, you know, so you just got to be on top of those things. A lot of movement, right? I mean, is it is, yeah. it, is that different then? Because I guess Sark ran that with Mac, right, in Alabama, so I guess you saw it a little bit in practice, but that's not, that's much different. The NFL's sophistication is a different level, right? Yeah, I mean, of course, I've seen it in practice in Alabama, um, we had a great offense, Alabama, great scheme, but you ain't just going to go into college every week uh, seeing that. But in the NFL, you're going to see it every week because, you know, you got you playing against great players all around. So it's not like, uh, you know, you're going to see a scheme here and there. It's like every week. Yeah, so, it's a men's you know, league. Hey, it's, it's the men's league, and you have adapted so quickly, so much so that actually, uh, I don't know if you saw these next-gen stats, dude. Guess what? Oh, hey, yeah. guess what? You ran – 22.07 miles per hour in your 70-yard pick six. That's the fastest human document in the NFL. Holy shit. You were speeding in school zones, Patrick. Did you, as you were running, were you like, holy shit, this feels like when I'm driving and I look out the window at about 20, 25 miles an hour. That's what you were doing. Did you realize that? Or you're like, oh, first touchdown, I'm going to run a little faster? Is that slow for you? Are we, are we expecting a little faster maybe next time? Um, nah, man. Like, when I caught the pick, you know, I was just looking clear at the end zone, just running. Um, I was looking side to side here and there, but I knew once I started opening my strides, I knew I was going to get in the end zone. So I think I could get it faster, though, for sure. Are you Definitely. track guy? Track guy? No? Yeah, I ran track in high school. Like it offers? Like if you weren't the guy here at corner, would you have been? Uh, the- not offers, but I won, I won state championships. <laughs> Yeah, you're in South Florida too. I mean, everybody's fast down there. Yeah, uh, we had a we had a great four by one team actually. Uh, we had it was me, Anthony Schwartz, Marco Wilson, Tyson Campbell. You know those dudes. Um, we was all on the same four by one team, just running. Yeah. <laughs> 
And you guys lost, obviously. I would have loved to see the, like, the, the school just show. Now, South Florida, obviously, insane. That is, I assume there's a lot of speed there. But I imagine one track make or, like, uh, you know, Centerville, Ohio shows up. Sure. Oh, you know? shit. Uh, we're, oh, no. Hey, we're fucking dead, dude. We we're are, not making the fun. We are dead out here. Uh, congrats on all the early success, man. Seems like you're the consummate professional. Uh, congrats on player of the week. That's not easy at all. There's a lot of players in the AFC. Two picks, first touchdown, speeding in the school zone. It's awesome to chat with you, man. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. No problem. Ladies and gentlemen, Patrick Sertain is yeah! So sorry to interrupt, but if you have ever wanted to make your home feel safer, there is no better time than now. This week, our friends at Simply Safe are giving our listeners 40 per- holy shit, 40% off their award-winning home security. We love Simply Safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe. Indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sen- comprehensive sensors. Say that a couple times fast. And also, they do have all these things. It's amazing. And it's all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. We have Simply Safe in this office, and we all have them at our homes. It's very easy to set up. Very easy to set up. You can do it yourself. You don't need any, you know, strangers going through your house, tracking mud, you know, drilling holes. That ain't what Simply Safe is all about. Simply Safe is ta- about taking home security to a much more modernized level. It's an app, it's cameras, it's sensors, it tracks movement, they have trained professionals watching along. You're good to go. You get alerts for anything that's potentially weird. It is literally the perfect home security system. And the 40% off is the biggest discount of the year. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100 for peace of mind. There are no long-term contracts or commitments. It's a really easy way to start feeling a bit more peace of mind. Take advantage of Simply Safe's holiday say, um, sale and get 40% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com slash McAfee. Again, that's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash M-C-A-F-E-E for 40% off your entire system. Hurry, this offer ends soon. And with the holidays coming around and a lot of delivery stuff going on, Simply Safe protects you against those porch pirates too. It's the perfect time to get into the game at simplysafe.com slash McAfee and get 40% off your entire system. That's crazy. Back to the show. Joining us now is a man who might have some inside information on why they potentially can't have the COVID tunnel to the COVID mm-hmm. elevator to a COVID suite for coaches in the NFL who have COVID who might be on play calling duties. Joining us now, senior NBA insider at the stadium and the athletic uh, friend of the show, Sean Schwann. Yeah! Shams up, dude. What's up, guys? Hey, something's real fishy going on with the NFL not letting these COVID coaches take a little, you know, COVID ev- elevator. Is that something that's been discussed at all, or is it is it because the inside air circulating that would have to be the case? And has this been broached in your sport yet? No, we we haven't had that broach. I mean, there's been all kinds of different things. Obviously, COVID, I feel like, really took off around the NBA, right? You had oh, the yeah. leagues suspend. March 2020, and it's been at the center, but no, nothing along those lines yet. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. maybe Mike McCarthy will do it on yeah. Sunday. Oh, yeah. said, sure, let's move to your sport, though, Shams. There's a lot popping off in the middle of this NBA season that involve basically all the big stars, so let's dive right into it. Something is real fish emoji, fish emoji, fishing emoji, fish emoji, mm-hmm. fish emoji going on. What is LeBron James speaking about? The first comment under this tweet, one of the, one of the greatest... 
set of words pieced together on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Say, oh shit, Braun about to trade Adam Silver. <laughs> Great response there. Is that what is going on? Braun's not happy. Seems like he's turning heel again, which I love here in Indiana. Uh, did the Marshawn Lynch big balls dance basically in somebody's face and had somebody kicked out. And I think he has been enjoying that and relishing that. What is going on with LeBron James, the king? Of the NBA. Man, it, it's been a tumultuous last few weeks, right? Like, he just got back on the floor from the ab strain, then he comes back. He has an I- issue with Isaiah Stewart, which I came on your show to talk about. Oh, yeah. He ends up getting suspended shortly after during that day, um, you know, when I joined you guys. And so he's he's been through a, you know, a tumultuous time. He got suspended at the Garden on national TV, and then he comes oh, back. And then, you know, he enters the NBA's health and safety protocols on Tuesday. And so – where this stands right now is he's going to be in protocols for at least the next 10 days. And so that puts him in position possibly to return uh, next weekend. So not this upcoming weekend, but next weekend. That means he'd miss at least five or six games. And so Jesus. that is a tough LeBron blow for James. the Lakers. But when you see LeBron James tweet something like that out, I, I think you know just providing some context. From everything I've been told, LeBron James is feeling fine. He's feeling good. Uh, he hasn't uh, been symptomatic uh, as of right now, but it's just something he's dealing with that NBA protocols say that you have to have two negative PCR tests to get back onto the floor after you've entered health and safety protocols. He has had, I'm told, at least one negative you know, uh, test, but uh. has it been a PCR? Has it been a rapid? That part I'm not sure about, but I think the confusion that lies, that I'm sure lies with LeBron James is I'm feeling fine. I'm, I am recording at least one negative test but it's not up to the nba's protocols whether it's you know pcr testing and this is all very technical stuff but if he doesn't record two straight negative pcr tests period he can't get back on the floor until at least 10 days and i think that's what he's been grappling with i'm sure it's frustrating which one's the pcr one uh for those of us who might have forgot at this point and what is the difference between is one just uh supposed to have a higher percentage of being right than the other one yeah, I mean the PCR test has has a has a much much higher frequency of being right. You know, there's also the rapid test. The NBA has players also having rapid tests whenever they do have symptoms and then if the rapid test shows something, then you go and get the PCR test if you are fully vaccinated, which I'm told LeBron James is fully vaccinated. So, th- given the fact that he is, um, you know, he he does have to sit in protocols for at least 10 days and he does have a window if he tests negative twice with PCR uh, which has a much, much higher frequency of being right, that he can get back on the floor sooner. But I, w- with these positive, you know, any guy that enters protocols and has to sit at least 10 days, it can be even more than that. Joel Embiid just tested positive for COVID-19, uh, you know, several weeks ago. He ended up missing guys three weeks. Damn. So Hold if on. LeBron James misses three weeks, that pushes him right up until Christmas Day. And then you also have to have a ramp-up period. He, you know, it, it's tough, but he could realistically be sitting for, for at least a couple weeks here. Okay, so I couldn't produce... By the way, Sham Sharania here. Thank you for all this inside information in a sport we do not cover close enough. But we will when playoffs come because we're all Hell yeah. paying attention. How come the NBA has a different set of guidelines than the NFL? Are they just better people than the NFL people are? Because if you're vaccinated and you're not having any symptoms, allegedly, depending upon which science, you know... I mean, there is which one. Allegedly, if you're not having symptoms for like three days, you are no longer contagious. But maybe this is because the Omicron has come through. Yeah. Is that is that why it's changing? Or does the NBA just have a different set of standards than the NFL because they care more? 
No, I, I think the NBA has been pretty strict from really the outset. Whenever they can be stringent on their policies, they have been. So I don't think that they're going to change their policy just based on one positive test or, or, or whatever the case may be. Um, it's always been in the NBA, it, you know, since the vaccine, you know, since the vaccines came into form and were made available, that if you do have a positive test, you sit in protocols for at least 10 days. It was 10 to 14 days, mostly 14 days with a positive test, but that was pre-vaccine. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I, so I have seen your guys' sport. You know, in the NFL, guys are testing positive and playing, you know, if they're vaccinated, playing that same week, that same luxury just is not, uh, it, you know, the NBA has 10 days at least. Oh, shit, bro. So, Braun might be trading uh, Adam Silver. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, that no. might be. Because Braun is the guy, right? This is, if it happens to Braun, this is how change will happen, you think? Is that how it is in, is viewed in the NBA? Or is this like the NBA saying, no, it can happen to LeBron, it can happen to anybody? And is that how the relationship is? And is that why LeBron's like, this is fishy? Or is LeBron legitimately just because he can produce a rapid negative, but he can't produce a PCR negative? So, listen, at the end of the day, the protocols are the protocols. Uh, that's one thing that I was told in the immediate aftermath of this LeBron James situation. So the NBA is not going to just change the rule based on a positive, based on, you know, if, if, even if it's the face of the league um, or whatever the case may be. Space Jam. The, the policy is the policy. Now, what LeBron James, I'm sure, is frustrated about, is concerned about, is, is, is wondering out loud about is how can I record a negative uh, rapid tests or negative tests, but then once the PCR test or the NBA uh, mandated or NBA necessary test, I'm coming up positive and I'm still feeling fine. I'm feeling great. And yet I'm still recording positives. And that I'm sure for him is, is frustrating. And, and him, you know, he's going to wonder aloud while he's in that state of not being able to play and not being able to really ramp up and get back on the floor. He's, he's going to be wondering out loud, like what is really going on? But at the end of the day, the policy, the policy protocols are protocols. He's going to be sitting in health and safety for at least 10 days. You think Braun calls Dr. Joe Rogan or what? Mm. <laughs> I don't have any information on that. I'm going to speculate. All right, let's move on to another storyline. Kyrie Irving in the same vein of this entire thing. Vaccination status. Obviously, he said, I ain't getting it. The NBA said you have to. Then Brooklyn said you have to. Then now it is. This is gone on for a long time now i haven't heard much update is there any update in that entire situation shams yeah so one thing it's not really the nba's mandate it's new york city's mandate so okay there there's a new mayor administration that comes into effect in new york city in january so there there had been some talk like does that mayor uh, the incoming mayor eric adams come in and drop the mandate and i think that still probably sits in the back of the mind for either Kyrie Irving or the Nets. Like there's got to be some level of hope, but at the end of the day, you know, you know, I've talked to city hall officials in New York city, getting a call, not important. Oh, is it uh, city hall? Oh. Is it city hall? I've gotten calls from, uh, you know, the people in New York city, in the, in the city hall, in the mayor's office. And they've told me, well, given the rates uh, of, of cases that are climbing and, and given where we're at Omicron. as a city, Omicron. there's not really an urgency to lift the mandate. Like, there's no plan to lift the mandate. So if that's the case, Kyrie Irving, there's he's not anywhere closer to getting the vaccine. So if he's not going to get the vaccine, <clears throat> I mean, at the end of the day, he's not going to play basketball unless he's traded. Because unless the Nets come out, you know, suddenly and say, fine, Kyrie, we're going to let you play road games. We're going to let you practice at home. But you're, you know, but we're changing our stance. We're gonna now let you come back, um, or unless Kyrie Irving goes and decides to get the shot, there's not really an end in sight here. Um, and I, 
I reported this in October. I, I'm sure I came on this show and talked about it too. Shut up. The Nets have been open if teams want to inquire and 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 put in offers for Kyrie Irving. Florida I think teams. they have no choice yeah. at this point because it's a guy that isn't available to play. But the Sixers haven't shown any you know capacity to moving Ben Simmons. And uh, th- there really hasn't been many offers uh, given as of yet. But we'll see if that changes between now and the trade deadline. When you talk to City Hall and uh, we're talking about the mandates and stuff, do you ever just say, like, hey, you guys ever going to get to the point where it's like you don't think they're going to change your minds and just like, hey, if they die, they die because they didn't want to get it? Like, <laughs> do you ever say that to them? Or is it, or do you just say, okay, thank you for the information, and then you just kind of bounce out? Do you follow up on any of these? Uh, uh, no, I mean, I, I say, like, what is – is there going to be an exception? If you don't change the mandate, is there going to be an exception? And as of right now, there doesn't appear to be as far He's as, got good handles, you know, though. if they're, oh, they're yeah. going to drop it, they're going to drop it. They're going to add an exception. I think that might be one avenue that Kyrie Irving would have to pursue. But at, that'd be at a this great point, way. no signs. Hey, that'd be a great way, especially after that speech he gave the uh-huh. other night. That'd be a great way. On I think whenever he won, this guy, this speech went viral because it was like a unifying, like, hey, we're all in this in, together. I think a good move would be give an exception to Kyrie Irving. Yeah, let him play. Yeah. Right, just start his entire, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That I don't know if he get city support for that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a tough. That's win the be borough tough. of Brooklyn. That's for sure, 100%. Uh, so, Kyrie, you're saying um, our team's just not interested. Is there numerous players out in the league that aren't vaccinated and are still playing in other teams and it's not a big deal at all? Or is there is he like the only player that isn't vaccinated? No, I think there's a, there's a pocket of about 15 to 18 players, I'm told, that is not vaccinated around the league. So Kyrie Irving is not the only guy. There's about a list of about 15 guys that isn't. So, but again, he's playing in a market that mandates you having uh, at least one shot. And so I, I don't think there's not interest in Kyrie Irving. But listen, he's a guy that at this point, he is essentially an expiring contract. He has a player option for next season. And that gives him some leverage on where he would possibly end up if he were to be traded. Because no team is going to trade for Kyrie Irving and meet a, a, a price threshold of a guy like that. I mean, he's one of the top 10 players in the league when healthy and when he's on the floor. So no team is going to go trade uh, the house for someone like that. And then he bounces in the summer. He doesn't even want to play for you now. So I think that's, that part of it does make any type of a trade volatile. Now, which markets he played for, I think, is still up for question. What are the NBA protocols? Like in the NFL – Aaron Rodgers has an actual countdown on mm-hmm. how many days he doesn't have to get tested because he's publicly got COVID. So he's got the antibodies. Although, does that matter with Omicron? I don't know, man. It's, there's a chance this Omicron Shams is about to fucking do it. Oh, I, I, yeah. mean, alleg- I mean, the way Omicron's getting pushed. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Omicron. Sorry, that is is there anything that'll change if he was to get COVID? If he was to get COVID publicly and they knew and they were able to test against COVID, then he has the antibodies. Does that change anything at all in the NBA or the city mandate or anything? No. No, no. There's there's no change even if he were to get COVID. Nope. Nope. Wow. Hey, what a pickle, huh? Yeah. It's going to be talked about five, yeah. ten years oh, from yeah. now, Shams. This is going to be talked about. This is a- I mean, especially if he doesn't take the floor. I mean, you, look at it even from a financial component, right? This is obviously much bigger than that. People, fans want to see him back on the court. You know, it's health and safety and whatnot. But he is passing on True. $17 million this year by not playing. And he is, mm. you know, basically they would have. You know, there's a strong chance he would have been offered that $186 million contract extension as well from the Nets. And so you add that up, he is passing on a- around $200 million 
in his decision not to get vaccinated right now. And that's a decision clearly he's made clear it's not about the money for him. And he's 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 obviously standing firm on that. And I think that's a great depiction of how passionate he is in his stance on whether or not he's going to get it. And I think, you know, people just don't know that there's people that like it feels like we're just going to be doing this. Oh, he's not getting it. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's not, not getting yeah, million. And, 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 and that's my sense is like if he hasn't, we're now a month and a half, two months, two and a half months in. What's going to quite change for him to just. Not just him, by the way. Hey. Say, I'm going to get the shot. I'm going to get vaccinated. Sean, it's not just him, by the way. This is more of like Everybody, a world thing. Yeah. It's like, hey, what? Like, this is. Well, I guess Coach born. K. Has Coach K talked to him yet? Well, yeah. that is something Coach K could potentially yeah. turn this whole thing around, but he's busy on his last lap. Yeah, he yeah. just lost in Columbus. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, wake dude. up, Coach. It's unbelievable. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Sean, is LeBron pissed because uh, he sees Jokic partying in clubs and singing the Serbian national anthem? And also, can you confirm that he spent $5 million on bottle service? after they beat the Miami Heat with his brothers? I cannot confirm that, unfortunately. Uh, I can dig on it for you guys, but Thank I can't you. confirm it quite yet. Um, as far as the first question, no, I, I don't think LeBron has any type of issue with Nikola Jokic going out. Melissa, at the end of the day, if you're fully vaccinated, you are able to live a pretty free, you know, you have a lot of, you know, and it's cancer freedom. You have a lot of oh, freedom. You're able to go out. You're shout able out. to go to bars and restaurants. Shout really out. move freely. If you're not vaccinated, you have to get daily testing. You can't go to those the, the bars and restaurants and clubs and and, and going out with with large social groups. Um, in, you know, as far as NBA protocol, even more so. Okay, 166 million, uh-huh. and can't force a Miami club to play the Serbian national anthem. That's right. Kind of a bummer. That's how passionate against the vaccine. Exactly. He's not the only one. No. Uh-huh. Since people, should, we should recognize that as a thing that is existing in the world. Mm-hmm. Hey, I understand not that we, yeah. hey, hey, listen, we want a lot of shit change. We don't want right. that. We wish everybody was on the same page. But in reality, I don't think it's ever going to happen. This dude can't even rent out clubs. Mm-hmm. He can't get $166 million. Not that Kyrie would want to do that. But the life is so different. The NBA is pitching to Kyrie. And he's like, no, I don't want it, man. That's how passionate he is about it. That should be recognized, I think, as not just he's not the only one. There's probably others that are like that. It's a, it's a wild time right now, Shams. Go ahead, Tom. Shams, what the hell's going on with the Clippers and Kawhi and just everything over there? It just doesn't, doesn't feel right. What's Do going on? Do they stink? Not great. I mean, listen, anytime you don't have Kawhi Leonard, you're, you're not going to be that championship contending team that I think, obviously, they felt like they were. You, you look last year before he tears ACL, I think the Clippers were on that path to making the NBA Finals and making a deep run and, and possibly winning a championship. It might have been them and not Phoenix. Unfortunately, Kawhi Leonard has that ACL tear. And so anytime you have an ACL tear, he had surgery, I believe um, it, was, it was either in June or July. I want to say July. But you have surgery – you usually tend to miss with ACL tears at least anywhere from 10 to 12 months. So there's not, you know, around the league, there hasn't been great optimism that Kawhi Leonard will return this season. But I know Kawhi Leonard, the Clippers, they're not ruling out a return. So this team won't really fulfill what I think it feels like its destiny is until he's back on that floor. Um, Paul George has done an amazing job this year. He's played at an MVP level. Um, but, I, you know, they need Kawhi Leonard to be championship contenders again. Okay, so... And I love Kawhi Leonard, by the way. I'm a big fan. Um, the Brooklyn Nets, let's go back to them without Kyrie. Are they dead, too? So the Clippers are dead. The The Nets are dead. Oh, no. no I, I, I don't think the Nets are no, dead. Not. I mean, they have a healthy Kevin Durant. I have no I idea. Think- I have no idea. Are they doing well? It's about, like, I, I'm a big Kevin Durant guy. For- 
James First Harden was getting murdered yeah. earlier. Oh, yeah. Is he back? He's back. Oh, let's go, dude. Oh, yeah. He had a put back. I think he just dropped a 30 piece. Oh, he's back. All right. Okay, man. That's good news. I think I think he's starting to feel good. I think he's starting to finally get a hold of this foul, you know, this non-basketball moves uh, rule that rule change that they impl- the league implemented this year. And I think he's starting to feel better. I know he's been getting back in better shape after dealing with a hamstring injury last year. So you're starting to see him get back in the groove, Kevin Durant. That team is still going to be there with the Milwaukee's, the Miami's. Um, like they're going to be there. There's no question about it. Now it's just a, it's just a matter of do, will they have enough? I think if they had Kyrie Irving on that team, if they get Kyrie Irving back, they have to be the prohibitive favorites. But until they have Kyrie, to me, they're just in the pack with Phoenix, uh, Utah, um, and, and all these, and, and some of these other teams. Golden State obviously has been a, been a wagon. Even they tossed the Phoenix the other night. That's well. What are we doing, Steph? All right, I thought we were hot and yeah. making everything. Shoot the ball. And one team had won 16 straight games. They're going to lose. Or yeah, something come like on. That. Make a shot one time, Steph. Jesus. Just one time. <laughs> fucking put the ball in the hoop. Yes. Has anybody thought about what the new style of basketball, like what potentially happens at Rucker Park, the E-League, LA Fitness is around in the offseason? If James Harden isn't playing like, oh, I'm getting fouled basketball, and they're actually starting to go in, these E-League dudes, like at the Equinox in uh, LA, in the offseason, they're about to get fucking bodied. Oh, yeah. Right? Is that the type of... I haven't watched any basketball. That's 100% on me. There's been a lot of football. Although college football is ending, so shout out NBA coming yep. in right Maybe on time. Out. Shout out NBA coming in right on hey, time. Hey, after Christmas is NBA time, Pat. Yeah, uh-huh. you're damn right. I can't wait for it. And, and I love... Like, when I used to go to the Pacers games, I enjoy it. Just whenever you're watching freak athletes do freak athletic things at a very high level, like, I enjoy that. I always will. But I... Are they bought? Are we in the International um, Basketball Association rules or whatever it is? The uh, the Olympic rules is that the style of play that's happening in the NBA right now? If I haven't watched, I don't think it's quite '90s basketball yet. But I have heard you know some teams and some players refer to what's going on right now as far as a little bit more physicality. You're able to have a little bit more uh, you know physical play, especially when it comes to non basketball moves. Oh, yeah. Like if you're making a move where you're clearly trying to force contact as an offensive player you are not going to be given the same liberties as far as you're going to be able to draw fouls on on plays that the league is saying are not basketball moves. So a lot of that contact is now going. Uh, they're, they're letting it go. So I, I don't think it's 90s basketball. I don't think it's it's what we've seen the last five years where it's really loose. It's, it's, it's guys can really do whatever they want on the floor. I think it's somewhere in that middle. And I, th- I do think that's that perfect round. I think we've seen a lot of great games this year. Conspiracy. Uh, talker, you think Skip Bayless is uh, the driver behind this? Because mm. this is more similar to Michael Jordan's era of basketball. They get LeBron James at the end of his career, and they say, well, he would have never been able to make it. It kind of... Oh. Uh, oh, now it's turned the game back. So what, why is everybody against LeBron? Is that what he was tweeting about? Is that why something real fishy oh. going on? Is that what he's talking about? Is they're trying to I, set him up not to look good anymore, or what? No, no. I think I, I told you guys exactly what's going on. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I was just trying to. I'm not even. I'm not guessing. I know what's like. You know, at the end of the day, <laughs> if he feels like he's feeling good, you know, like why? Why is he sitting? You know, why? Why sit at home? So. But again, it's protocol. You have to test test negative. You know all that. So, I can't wait to see LeBron. I don't, back. I don't think LeBron is. I don't think LeBron is is uh, tripping on on non basketball moves. He just put up. What do you have? Thirty nine against the Pacers. Last oh yeah. Week? And is, mm-hmm. it, you you said he came back, and then now he's in the protocol. It's like, well, he didn't just come back. He came back dagger in yeah, Indiana, yeah. and then kicked some people out while kicking him out, kicking them out a couple. He said these these fucking people right here or something like that. So they had to say something worse than what he was just saying there. Mm-hmm. And he said, get them out, and then he he was. 
Lighting Lethal. it up. Drain. Lethal. Step back three from far. And then does the big nuts th- oh, like yeah. right in. I mean, he was all the way back. $15,000 fine. Keep them coming. I, I don't like that it. it was in Indiana. I don't like that it was in Indiana. Okay, do it somewhere else. But whenever he was with Miami and with right Cleveland. Right city, Pat. Yeah, right, right, city. right down the road here. And it's this is after Christmas, maybe. Think about going to that game, maybe. But yeah. I, I, what I'm saying is I didn't like that it was here, but I like that this is LeBron. Like oh, yeah. this, I like it. I enjoy this out of people. I like when there's personality and competitive shit talk and everything like that, which is why I probably hate the taunting the emphasis in the mm-hmm. NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, you know I don't hate. I love this man. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Schroen. Yeah! Thank you, guys. Thank you dude. Woo! We didn't get a chance to even see a second camera on. No. No. He was on, I mean, he was on his game. Did today. we ask about Simmons? No, Ben Simmons no, did not. I did have up. a question about Zion, too. Oh, was... let's get him back. Get him back. Can we get him back? Yeah. Hopefully he's Zion. not on his call already. We need to ask about Zion. I, and yeah. ben. I, I forget about these, these stories, you know, because... I mean, it's not even basketball season. Yet. No, there's a lot going on no, in the NBA, and it's not even basketball season. Simon's yeah. has that's crazy. Preseason's been crazy. In it, has. Mm-hmm. it really has. There's been a lot going on. And also, like you were saying, with like the NBA and stuff like that, can you imagine what will happen if LeBron is out and misses those that Christmas Day game? They might just cancel the rest of the season. No, Whoa. he might just say, "Fuck it, I'm not doing this." Kevin Durant anymore. will. Kevin Durant will handle this. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Steph Curry will handle he, this. What if he gets COVID with it? Even if he's vaccinated, oh, he's potentially no, no, no. out three Why? to six months. What is that all about? Yeah, that's absurd. That is absurd. We have five. I thought we had advancements yeah. in this entire thing. We don't need LeBron on Christmas. Well, that's what we Kyrie's saying. LeBron like Santa Claus. That's what Kyrie's saying, too. It's like, oh, you want me to get vaccinated? Even if I don't, I'm going to Joining us right now Five again, games. Shams. So sorry, Shams. We missed a couple <laughs> What's things. What's going on? I forgot about a couple things happening in the NBA. Where Ty had a question for you. This is obviously very okay. important. Yeah, Shams, you're talking about how it's kind of almost going back to the way the NBA was in the 90s, you know, with the physical play and everything. So if that is the case, why don't the Pelicans have Zion beef up to 550, you know, and just bulldoze? And also, uh, can we get a post-Thanksgiving update? Was he responsible oh at the table? Oh, my God. What is your deal? I want to know when the fucking guy's going to play. Me, too. I love the guy. And in- Zion Williamson is fully cleared for all basketball activities. Let's go! His first practice today Bro, with the Pelicans. Today. So, he's you know, his first full practice with the team, oh, Zion oh. Williamson, the expectation has been that it would be today. So, that is good news for New Orleans. That's good news for you, Ty. How's he looking? Yeah, he is on track How's to play this feel? season. Bro, who cares? His knees feel good. Everybody needs to get off of Zion's back. He's a big body. Okay, get over it. Yeah. But he's been doing big boy things since he was a little child. Taking off from the foul line on little white kids in South Carolina through the legs on Instagram since I've literally been like 15 years old, let alone how old he was. I love those big boy things. I don't like him eating a whole bucket of Blue Bunny <laughs> ice cream. On. Those are the big boy things we <laughs> yeah. need to eliminate. No more big goals. Those are muscles. No you more supersized me's, okay? Right, I'm sick of the Shams. This is bullshit. I don't like what's going on here from this show i am happy to hear that zion's back let's get him to a team that's on tv too. here we go South now that he's back New let's York. try to do that uh last question ben simmons still a thing is he playing yet does he uh is he found what, what's going on with ben simmons in philadelphia no update on ben simmons really? Ben simmons is still getting uh you know is still working out on the floor and one-on-oh drills and spot shooting he's working with a mental health specialist on his side and and, and th- that mental health specialist i'm told is talking to the team's mental health specialist so at this point, it is status quo. It is really just about when Ben Simmons, uh, if and when he feels mentally ready to play in Philadelphia, which as of right now, he is not. So he's practicing in the facility with the team, without the team, all by himself? I think I think the team is present sometimes, but he's there. He goes to team meetings. He's complying with everything but playing in games. Does he sit on the bench at games or he doesn't go to the games? 
He doesn't. Uh, I don't believe he attends games. No, Jesus but if, if he ever did attend a game in Philadelphia, Pat, it would be. Yeah. It would be a scene. That's <laughs> Can't for sure. Bill Burr said it yesterday. They forget the people they boo. They do it so often. Yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah he forgot about the. It would go crazy in Philly if he was on. That now Joel Embiid say, "Hey, we got a pool for him. He's our brother." Yeah, I thought that was all good. I don't know if the fans are riding with that. Oh, okay, Philly. We can't thank you enough, uh, senior insider, writer, analyst for the double athletic- appearance today. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, a little off time. Hey, we had an encore. It was like, yeah, uh-huh. as you went off the yep. stage, everybody's like, Sean's, 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 Sean's. And you came back out and you're like, Zion is back. He's back. Ah! Ben Simmons still doing his. Ah! Ah! And he said, thank you so much, Indianapolis. Good night. Thank you, Sean's wrong. All right, that's the show. Can't thank you guys enough for watching, listening, following along. We appreciate the hell out of you. Once again, that Super Boost is live on FanDuel. Went from minus 230 to, I think, even money, plus 100 right now. So if you haven't already, hop on that. Enjoy the game. We will see you tomorrow for Feel Good Friday. Cheers.